said, Mama, I got bad news. Bad moods every day, brand new. Tattoos on my face, sad dude. With a head full of. Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Ashes to Awesome podcast, Rising in Recovery. My name is Chuck LaFlange, and thank you for joining me while we take a mostly serious look at the realities of addiction and rising in recovery. This episode brought to you by Revolution Recovery, helping men recover and become their best selves through support and treatment. They've been there, and they understand. Hey guys, welcome back to another Memorial Monday. This Monday is a little bit special in that uh, we've never had a father on before, and though that has never been by design, it's just never happened. And a couple things kind of led up to this one that one can only look at as the universe providing in in just such a way. So on Friday, during um, a wonderful two-part interview we did with Tammy about her her life as the the mother of somebody who is suffering an active addiction still to this day, what a great interview. If you haven't heard that one, please go back and take a listen. She is a uh, she's an amazing woman. Towards the end of that interview, she asked me why we had never had a father on before, be it in a Memorial Monday capacity or in a Family Friday capacity or, or, or whatever. And that wasn't, again, that wasn't by design. That was just kind of the way things happened. And in a crazy coincidence, um, shortly after Recording that interview and before releasing it, uh, Carl the Atheist, my, my co-host on the Weekend Ramble and very, very close friend, sent me a, a link to a news story on the APTN, the, uh, the Aboriginal TV network uh, here in Canada, about a fellow, uh, Joseph Fourier, who was um, speaking to the very recent, very recent passing of his son, Harland, uh, due to a fentanyl poisoning. And I won't go into the details now. I feel that... Joe has done a great job of doing that in the memorial he submitted to us here at Ashes to Awesome and has trusted us with. But I will speak to kind of the crazy coincidences that, that lead up to that. So Tammy on Friday, you know, her asking me about the fathers and me not having a real answer just to say that it has never been put in front of me. And then, of course, Carl seeing this this feed come up on our this story come up on his Facebook feed about, about Joe and, and his son Harlan and keeping in mind uh, our algorithms are very different. Uh, Carl is a very proud Métis man. I am not. I, I'm, you know, very Caucasian, and that that feed never would have come up on my, or that story never would have come up on my feed just because the algorithms are different. So, I felt like the universe was speaking to me, and I I reached out to Joe. And keeping in mind that the passing of Harland is very very recent, he is by the time you're listening to this, I believe it'll be uh, ten or eleven days. And I'm I'm more than honored and, and grateful that Joe chose to to share with us his story so um again i don't want to do i don't want to talk too much about the story because that's joe's to tell and and he's done a great job of it and and, you know his submission is just beautiful so what i'm going to do though guys is we're going to have a quick public service announcement um then we are going to do some quick daily gratitudes and we're going to get right into the thing because you know i uh as, as always with these memorial episodes i do like to leave you the listener with uh with the memories of of the person that we're doing the memorial for, because at the end of the day, this entire concept was started so that we could raise awareness to the fact that the people we lose are so much more than how they passed and so much more than a statistic. And this story is no different, not at all. So um, here's a PSA and we'll be right back with some daily ground. And now for a quick public service announcement. 
Grief isn't limited to the loss of a loved one. For all the support you need, TWC offers a grief and loss support and education group, and it's offered free of charge. Learn more at TWCRecoveryLife.org. Hi, everyone. This is Carl the Atheist from Weekend Ramblings with today's public service announcement about naloxone, or as it's more commonly known, Narcan. Naloxone is a fast-acting drug used to temporarily reverse the effects of an opioid overdose and has successfully reversed thousands of overdoses across Canada and the United States. There are two types of Narcan kits available, naloxone nasal spray and naloxone injectable. Both are small and compact enough to fit easily inside of a first aid kit or even a glove box. These kits are available for free at most pharmacies and harm reduction centers across Canada and some states. If you're having a hard time finding Narcan kits in your area, please contact the Ashes to Awesome team at Ashes to Awesome Podcast at gmail.com with Narcan in the subject line, and we'll get Chuck to find out what's available for you in your area. Now, I know most of you will never intentionally be around illicit opioid use, but you never know when it might be around you, and you could save the life of somebody who is loved and who loves. Thanks for listening, and now, back to the show. So, welcome back from that, and um, up with some daily gratitudes. Hey, this is Scott from the New New Friends podcast, the podcast for adults who love to laugh at adulting. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Ashes to Awesome. The Daily Gratitudes are brought to you by the No New Friends podcast. Please check us out, nonewfriendspodcast.com. We're streaming on all major platforms. If you just need laughter in your week, just an escape from what's going on in your life, I highly recommend my podcast to get you through that week, bring some levity and, and make you laugh. So check us out. No New Friends Podcast on all streaming platforms. That's nonewfriendspodcast.com. And now here are your daily gratitudes. And remember, you are loved. So for daily gratitudes, always on a Monday, my first gratitude has to go out to, in this case, Joe and in the memory of his son, Harlan. I, I can't speak enough to how honored I am that um, we're being trusted with this here at Ashes to Awesome. Uh, these memories are painful. They're hard to do. Um, it is not lost on me ever at, at the impact that uh, that even just recording one of these must have on on somebody who's lost a loved one, and, and you know, especially to a parent. So um, thank you, Joe, and, and thank you, Harlan, for your memory. Um, next up, guys, uh, I, I do this all the time, but I, I got to thank the team here at Ashes to Awesome. Things are uh, things can get carried away sometimes and away from me, and they always help to center me and keep me focused and do the little things that sometimes I I can neglect in my rush to get everything done and my excitement to make things happen. So um, always to them, um, and, and and a small gratitude, but but a great one is uh, to some summer weather here that we're having now in Calgary. It's it's just been absolutely beautiful, and of course the final gratitude is to you, the listeners, you guys. I cannot express enough how grateful I am that you are helping me to spread the message. You're helping us to spread the message because this is not my show anymore. It is our show. And I, I feel strongly that, uh, that we can make a difference if we just, we just get it out to the masses and, uh, that'll lead me to living my best life. And my best life is to spread the message. So the message is this. If you are in active addiction right now, today could be the day. Today could be the day that you start that lifelong journey. Reach out to a friend, reach out to a family member, call into detox, go to a meeting, do whatever the hell it is you need to do to start that lifelong journey because it is so much better on the other side. And if you are the loved one of somebody suffering in addiction, 
you're taking the time to listen to the show. And for that, I'm very, very grateful. And I know Joe and his family are as well. If you could just take one more minute and text that person, let them know they are loved. Use the words, you are loved. That little glimmer of hope just might be the thing that brings them back. And now for Joe's memorial, accompanied by and followed by a beautiful song called Remember Me by Fawnwood. Hi, my name is Joseph Forey, and I want to tell you a little bit about my son, Harlan Forey, singing Red Bear, born into our family on Friday, September 13th, 1991, at the time of uh, 5.42 p.m. He was an extraordinary man. It was really difficult to lose Harlan the way we did. Harlan died of an accidental overdose, fentanyl overdose, on April 28th, uh, 2023. Harlan had um, three sisters and two brothers, and he loved each one of them very much. Now, you know, when we talk about the word overdose, you know, it strikes up all kinds of connotations and, you know, assumptions and about active addiction or, you know, or recovering addict who slipped. But Harlan was neither of those things. Harlan was a hard-working young man who had everything to live for. At the age 31, he was, you know, looking forward to paying off his car. He had two payments left. Um, he was looking forward to the summer because he was a roofer and this was his season. He had everything to live for. He was uh, developing a, a relationship with a young lady, you know, asking me and his sisters, you know, how, how to take that to the next level. You know, he, he, was, he was a happy young man. Oh, he liked to have a few beers with his friends and he liked to, you know, to go out and party and celebrate. But he, he, he wasn't a, a drug user. As one would assume when we hear the word overdose. No, that night he uh, went up, up north um, to the Palm Manitoba. We live in Winnipeg. And he went up to, uh, to help his sister do a roof, or his sister's company to do a roof. And, you know, he was, he was an avid Jets fan, so, you know, the Winnipeg Jets were, were playing in that afternoon game, and, you know, they took the afternoon to watch the game, and, and then they were having a few beers, and went to the bar, and, and you know, had some more beers. And then one of the four that they were with um, came across what, what they believed to be ecstasy. Or at least that's what the guy who sold it to them told them what was, was ecstasy. And they, uh, they went to another establishment and um, a little quieter, I guess, and went into the washroom and they, you know, you know, do what young men do, I guess, you know, thinking they're going to do ecstasy and have a good time that night. And, they uh, did their, cut their four lines up and 
clicked their straws and did their tears and, you know, snorted their line and all four dropped immediately. By the time they were found in the washroom, we don't know how long they were laying in the washroom, and uh, they called paramedics, and by the time paramedics got there, um, they administered Narcan to uh, three of them who still had a heartbeat. Um, my son didn't. Harlan didn't have a heartbeat. And paramedics worked on them for uh, close to an hour to, to reestablish his heartbeat. And, and by then, you know, the damage was done. He had suffered a catastrophic brain injury. I remember that night, you know, we were out celebrating my best friend's son who was, who was getting married. And um, we, got, we left early, we got home around 11 to my daughter's phone call saying that uh, Dad uh, Harden was rushed to the hospital. He overdosed. And I can remember the disbelief. Like, what do you mean, overdose? And she didn't, she didn't know much other than that, so I phoned the hospital, and sure enough, that uh, that's what had happened. And over the course of the next days, I, I found out, you know, more details into that. But it, it was a tough few days, you know, once they transferred him from the Palm Manitoba, which is about five, 600 kilometers north of Winnipeg. And there was no ICU at beds in Winnipeg, so they transferred him to Brandon General Hospital, which is about two hours west of Winnipeg. So they phoned me when his medevac plane was up in the air, and we immediately drove to Brandon to, to be with him there. And, and that's when the doctors kind of filled me in um, on what was happening um, with him. It was devastating. I am a recovering addict. You know, I'm, I'm four years clean. I'm a, a heroin, recovering heroin addict. And Harlan, you know, was there supporting me every day on my journey in recovery. You know, he drove one time to Edmonton to, to get his dad so that his dad could get into a treatment center, you know. And me, he just, you know, the stupid addiction that I had, you know, left the treatment center and went back to Edmonton. And it wasn't until um, July of 2019 that uh, they found me again on the streets. And uh, this time my daughter just sent me a, a train ticket home and just asked me, please, Dad, you know, that's enough. Come home. You know, we, uh, I want you to walk me down the aisle. I'm getting married and I don't want to bury you. And when I got off that train, who was there to meet me was Harlan. And I looked at both my children and I said, you know, I'm done. And I have been done since that day. So this has been really confusing and really devastating. And i just trying to figure out why. But when we were going through this process and with, with Harlan, and, you know, it, it was a tough decision to go public, I know. Some of you who've been following the news have been reading about my son. And, and uh, but the idea of going public was to, to let everybody know who he was. Uh, just because when we use that word, you know, a lot of things uh, come up, you know, shame, guilt, you know, all these things that uh, overdose can uh, 
conjure up in one's mind. But Harlan was a, a fun-loving man who, who never did anything wrong. He would give you the shirt off his back. He was a giver. He was, you know, had a great love, beautiful smile. You know, he had a love for his Winnipeg Jets, you know, win or lose. You know, I remember watching our last game with him, you know, my last game with him was a 5-2 loss to Vegas and he just kept rubbing my back saying, it's okay, Dad, it's okay, Dad. You know, we can't, we can't win them all. They'll come back, you know, and, um, you know, or the last time that good run they had, you know, they got knocked out in the playoffs and he would say, you know, they gave us a good run, Dad, we'll get it done next year. That was Harlan. You know, that was, that was Harlan's beautiful heart. He uh, went to school in northern Manitoba. We kind of bounced around being a child of an addict. You know, he didn't have, you know, the, the most stable of upbringing. But he turned out to be a wonderful man. And I wanted people to remember him that way. You know, he wasn't an addict. You know, he was a recreational drug user. He would, you know try things once or whatever or you know not at all and uh, that particular night uh, he was going to try this ecstasy and uh, it was fentanyl I, I know from the outpouring of support that I've had um as a result of going public that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not alone in my pain as a parent. I'm, I'm not alone in my pain as a recovering addict. And Harlan, he was there, you know, he was always there for me. He was always the one who who would not leave my side, you know, who would, you know, you, you'll get this dad, you know. He was super smart. He was, he didn't graduate high school, but man, did he, he knew that in order to get ahead in life, he had to work. You know, and, and I remember uh, when we were living in the Paw, you know, he was 15. And he got his first job, and he was so excited that uh, he got a job. And uh, he was working at uh, KFC. And the loyalty that this young man had, he stayed at that job for 10 years and became the head chef. And, you know, everybody who knew him loved him. Everybody who knew him, you know, felt comfortable around him. He just made people feel that way. He, um, when he got to be about 24, 25, well, about 21, he, uh, he decided that he wanted to check out the city and, and be with his mother. His mother and I had divorced for about some time. And all the other kids were, were in Winnipeg with their mom. And he stayed with me and he said, I want to go, I want to go check out the city for that for the summer and see if I can get a job out there. And he ended up uh, getting a job with a roofing company. <laughs> and I remember him telling me how hard it was. Like, it was not like cooking chicken, Dad. You know, like, because he started from the ground, you know, 
cleaning up the grounds around the roof. And as a, you know, um, shingles fell off, he was his job was to pick them all up and throw them in the garbage bin and that. And, and he loved it. You know, he loved the hard work. He stayed with that company uh, right up until he died. And uh, he became a master, master shingler in uh, 2020. And uh, I remember when he came home with his nailing gun and just like, you know, how proud he was. Like, like he was, he's got this, you know. And that was his favorite word. You know, don't worry, Dad, I got this. How, why this happened, how this happened, you know, I, I could probably drive myself crazy trying to figure all that out. But... I, I know now that 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 there are things that I just don't have control of and had I wished he made a different decision that night absolutely you know you know had I wished he said no thanks that night absolutely and you know it's it's just really really sad that a really really good man got taken down by a lie because I know I know for a fact I know in my heart that if he knew that this was an opiate um, that he would absolutely say no because he knew what he, he saw what it did to his father you know and you know he was he was a big part of my recovery you know just in his quiet way you know his quiet demeanor his non-judgmental his no not pointing fingers, just, you know, just loving me, you know. And that's the way he was with everybody. I have not heard one bad thing about Harlan in the past 10 days of, since he died. That, you know, he's been described as one of a kind. He was described as a contagious smile. He was described as one of the most beautiful people that anybody's ever met and, and you know, our community our family is in a state of shock. It uh, it took a while once once you know when we were back at the hospital that the shock kind of alleviated a little bit and we knew that this was an end of life situation and uh, that sooner or later we'd have to take him off life support. And in the spirit of who Harden was. And in the spirit of how Harlan lived his life, I, I approached the kids and, and said that, uh, you know, maybe would we consider organ donation? And, and they were all for it, so that, that's, you know, we went in that, that route. And uh, so he was able to be transferred from Brandon Hospital to uh, the Health Science Center here in Winnipeg, and uh, he, was, he was part of the organ donor pro uh, program. Yeah, got to understand a little bit and go back a little bit and uh, understand how, you know, this drug fentanyl has really affected our lives. Me being a recovering addict, and just two years before this, um, his mother died from, a, from an accidental overdose. Again, you know, this drug lying in another drug that she believed she was taking, and it killed her. So it's it's been really devastating for us to to try and comprehend, you know, what's happened to our family. 
And Harlan, you know, was there all the way, you know, knowing and and understanding, you know, the part of grief and healing and was really trying to get his life back in order and to a place where he could be happy. And I, and I really believe he was, you know, he was, he was generally happy. I've gone through videos looking at him and, you know, looking into those beautiful eyes and, and just, you know, wondering why this had to happen to my son. And I'll never, I'll never get the answer to that. I know I won't. But Harlan, you know, he had a love for golf. He had a a love for all kinds of sports. He loved playing broomball. He, you know, after his mother died, um, we had to make some decisions in regards to our my autistic son. You know, and he was the first one to step up the bat. Well, I'll, I'll get, in, I'll share an apartment with him. You know, I'll, I'll take on that responsibility, Dad. And uh, yeah, they they got their first apartment together, and um, I was so proud of him. You know, to take on that responsibility of of a job, an apartment, and his autistic brother. So he's he's been a he's he's a big loss, you know, to our family. He's a big loss to his brother and a big loss to me. You know, as other father-son relationship would have it, you know. We, you know, we do the manly things. And, you know, I remember our last day together, you know, was, you know, I go to the gym. And uh, I asked him what he was doing that day. You know, season hadn't quite started yet and he was still off. And I said, well, why don't you come meet me at the gym? So, you know, he showed up at the gym and we, you know, we spent three hours at the gym and we laughed. And he was kind of, you know... Holy cow, Dad! <laughs> you know, and uh, he just kept saying, "I know I'm going to be sore tomorrow." And you know, we had some really good laughs, and then that's just the spirit that he was. And then we were going to watch the hockey game that evening. It was uh, game two of uh, the playoffs, and uh, so I phoned him and I said, "You're not going to jinx us, eh? Because the Jets won five-two the first game." And no, 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 I'm there. I'm just doing some running around for my papa. Um, he had an 80, 84-year-old grandfather that he would visit on a regular and go do things, go shopping for him. It's just, you know, this damn drug that's out there that's lurking our streets, you know, killing our children, you know, killing our young people. You know, whether they're in active addiction or not, you know, this is... This, this needs to stop, this fentanyl poisoning needs to stop, there needs to be changes made. You know, Harlan didn't deserve this. Harlan deserved, you know, to have a great life and grow old, have children, experience marriage. You know, all those other things that sometimes we take for granted. You know, I, I, I take comfort in knowing that he was developing a relationship with a young lady that he was experiencing that that love from a woman's heart. Um, those are I'll hold dearly to because that's that's what you want for your children. You know, that's what you want for your sons. You know, to to be good, strong men. And, and I know my son was a good, strong man with a beautiful heart because the last ten days, that's all I've been hearing about him. And. Even, you know, you think you know your children until, you know, you hear it from other people, the impact that he's had on their lives. And Harlan had, has had a, a great impact on the people that he met, 
come into contact with. You know, I haven't heard one bad word. And there was not a malicious bone in this boy's body, young man's body. I used to always tell me that I'm not a boy anymore, Dad. You know, I'm a man. I got this. He loved his car. You know, he that was one of the greatest joys that he was. You know, he had two payments left. His car was going to be paid off in June, and he was he was just so looking forward to that. You know, he was he was under starting to learn the stock market. He was. You know, starting to to read books on how to maneuver through the financial world, he he he, he didn't fit. And, and I know this is a hard thing to say because because we have all these assumptions of overdose, you know, and and all those assumptions and the, and the stigmas behind overdose, you know, he he didn't fit any of that, and and so going public. Oh, was a decision to, to one, you know, let people know who my son was. Two, to to let the community and the world know that recreational drug use is just not safe anymore. You know, um, in Manitoba, you know, we've had the numbers were out about three or four days after he passed away, and it was like 467 opioid deaths last year. More than double, you know, from 2019 when the epidemic first started, um, and opioid crisis was was starting to get in full swing. And I was looking at those numbers, and I started thinking, like, okay, these numbers aren't telling us the whole truth. You know, it's tragic that 467 people had to die, but how many of those people were one and done? How many of those people were trying it for the first time? How many of those people were telling they were getting one thing and absolutely got a totally different thing? You know, and that's, you know, where, where I want to start and, and spreading the word that we, we need to really take a different approach to this because over the last four years, those numbers have been steadily climbing and, and, and our youth are dying. And that would have been the spirit of Harlan, you know, who, who would want to help in any way he can. You know, Harden often told me that that it was okay, and that he forgave me for the for the life that I led and and the, the, the childhood um, of growing up with addicted parents, and that I got you now, Dad. That's all that matters. He uh, always had a, a brighter way of looking at things, you know, regardless of the situation. And, you know, it was and, uh, more than often than not, you know, he would often say, like, you know, you know, we don't, we don't get to control the circumstances that we need to deal with in life. It's just how we deal with those circumstances that determine the outcome. He was such a profound young man um, in the way he thought. And um, he, he is going to be deeply missed. So in his honor, you know, I've, I'm, I'm starting, um, hopefully trying to get this off the ground anyway. That's the Singing Red Bear Foundation. That was his traditional name. 
And through that foundation, we want to start an awareness program just called No Thanks. You know, like it's, you know, and give our young people the, the permission to say no thanks. It's okay to say no thanks. Because um, had my son said no thanks that night, he'd still be alive. And we don't know what's in, uh, in the recreational drug anymore. You know, there's a killer out there and it's fentanyl and it's lurking our streets. And it's, you know, it sits and waits. And uh, I, I would just love to spare this for any family. I mean, I really don't even know what what to, to, to think anymore. You know, like, you know, uh, and then because he was such a beautiful man, I, I would I wouldn't. This was the last thing that I thought would kill Harlan. You know, I thought, you know. Like every parent, you would, you know, your children are going to bury you. You know, you're not going to bury your children. So it's 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 uh, it's it's a sad day in our family. You know, as we prepare to say farewell for the final time, we have yet to have his funeral. Oh. Um, yeah, he will be remembered as, as one of the best. You know, he would re- be remembered as that man who was always there trying to help, um, trying to make things better, trying to change, you know, his world. He, uh, through the organ donation program, he was able to to help a few people, you know, and that, that I take comfort in that. I take comfort in knowing that he knew the heart of, of a special young lady in his life. I, I take heart in knowing that he lived his best life. And of course, you know, we, we, we all got things that we got to do, and, and you know, he, but he knew that. He, he knew what he needed to do as a man, you know. And he tried to fulfill all those aspects of being a man in his life. He knew my recovery. He knew, you know, he had that heart to forgive, you know, um, and still love me. Um, And he also knew the pain and tragedy of losing his parent, you know, from losing his mother. No, Harlan will uh, be missed. He'll be missed by his friends who share the same sports with him. He'll be share, He'll be missed by his coworkers, you know, who thought he was an absolutely joy at work and made work fun. Um, he'll be missed by us. He'll be missed by me, you know, as my son. And. Uh, I, I will continue, you know, to honor his legacy. I will continue to be the man that he became so very proud of. That you know, um, I will, I will continue to honor my son for who he is, um, and he was one of a kind. He was exceptional. He was a blessing. And though I only had him for a short time. He taught me so much about healing and about forgiveness 
and about how to move forward out of tragedy. You know, I won't go into a whole lot of details about my addiction or anything like that, but the fact that how he just never left my side during the whole thing, even when I would go and disappear for months, you know, he would be the first person there with open arms and, and say, you know, we got this, Dad. I love that. That was his. That was his favorite word. You know, we got this. I got this. So as we, you know, prepare to say our final farewells, because it'll never be goodbye, because he'll always be in my heart. He'll always be with me. And hopefully through the uh, Singing Red Bear Foundation, that his legacy will be kept alive, and and we can do what he wanted to do that he always did and I was help people so I thank you uh, for giving me this time to just sit and talk and, and remember him you know, think of some some good moments you know that that we had and and just heal through this process of being able to talk about who he was. I, I know that it's going to take a lot to change this whole epidemic through, you know, fentanyl crisis. And, but in the words of Harlan, you know, I got this. I, I will not stop. You know, my son, Harlan Forey, singing Red Bear, was an exceptional young man who probably deserved, didn't deserve this kind of ending. But he will always be loved. He will always be with me as with his, with his family. You know, we will honor him. And we will continue to spread the message that please, 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 just say no thanks. And, and if we can have those hard conversations with our children, our young people, as you know, they get ready for graduation and all the celebration that comes with summer, please, you know, impose upon them that it's okay to say no thanks, that, that you're not going to be any less than the group that you're hanging out with. <sighs> I miss my son. And when he left, he took a part of me that I'll never get back again. But that doesn't make me any less a man that I was before. It just, it just, just freaking hurts. <laughs> And so again, you know, thank you. Thank you for for listening. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for the comfort in which you bestowed upon me and my family in this, this most tragic time. Harlan Forey, singing Red Bear, may your spirit dance high. Like a comet, you came into this world and flashed right through, but the spectacular 
images that you left with us will last forever. I love you, son. so high, feeling free, remember me, down the road, hand in hand, you and me, hey oh hey oh hey oh, hello hey, hey oh so high feeling free remember me Sun comes up in the morning sky, there I will be. There I will be. 